0: The world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes!
1: Well then, take two, and the Champions League round of 16 is finally. Done unless we get a third, which I wouldn't be surprised. But regardless, round of 16, Champions League round of 16 is set. We got James Bench, Jonathan Johnson, to discuss so much action uh, to look ahead to, including Real Madrid against PSG. That will be discussed as all the other games as Champions League round of 16. Que Lasso begins right now everybody, welcome to Kegolaso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. We are on Twitter, Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure that you leave a rating and review. YouTube.com forward slash golasso And of course, CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app as well. James Bench, I feel like me and you have gone through an arduous journey uh, all of today. How are you, bud?
0: What a day it's been. Um, I... I I demand a third and final draw. (laughs) This was underwhelming. Didn't like it one bit. No, no. Actually, give us the Europa League draw for the Champions League. We'll do that instead.
1: Absolutely. There should have been more bells and whistles. I'll tell you somebody that really wants a third take is our man, Jonathan Johnson. JJ, how are you, bud?
2: Yeah, doing good. Thanks. Uh, Glad to be back with you Uh, so
1: soon after the first time. I'm sure that you want a redo after what PSG just uh, (laughs) received. And we will. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. I mean, in many, in
2: some ways, yes. In other ways, no. I mean, there are still some interesting storylines to it. It's not a complete flop, but also at the same time, I think we probably would have wanted a little bit more variety, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. We will get into that, of course, into that fixture. But before we do that, uh, just very quickly, in case you didn't realize uh, there was already a draw earlier today. The one that was supposed to be happening at the exact time there was James Benge. There was I, that was our producer, Des Norris, all ready to go. Live watch along. We were all excited. It was 5.50 in the morning for myself and Des as well. Obviously James busy, but we're all getting ready. We had guests. Oliver Hull joined the show. It was super fun. Jonathan Johnson came in later to discuss after the draw and guess what happened? Manchester United's ball, First of all, they were originally scheduled to uh, play Villarreal, which uh, didn't make sense because they were in the same group. Then their ball wasn't placed. Uh, There's Andre Arshavin looking so, so nervous, of course. Uh, Then their ball wasn't placed in Atletico Madrid's choices for a fixture, which should have been the case. Meaning that, you know, Atleti against Man United or, or others in those choices should have been the case. So Teams like Bayern, etc., they were a little upset. So the, the the draw got completely messed up, basically. After that, everybody had results of the game, but you go on social media, you go on Twitter, and, you know, you kept up with the news. That teams like Villarreal and Atletico Madrid officially made uh, a request to redo it. Real Madrid, funnily enough, were like, look, if you're going to redo it, can you do it from after the fact <laughs> that we already got our game? Uh, Man City were suspiciously quiet. Uh, but everybody else was pretty much demanding a redo, and that's exactly what happened. So this is now what we have, uh, the actual draw, which, yes, to uh, Jonathan Johnson's and James Bench's point, kind of a boring, anticlimactic kind of result. James, um, I mean, well, I don't know where you want to go. And let, let's begin, I guess, with UEFA. I mean, how bad does this look for UEFA, first of all? Uh,
0: it's not fantastic, is it? It, it feels like a um, a really complicated exercise to just, 16 teams to play a football match against each other. I, I tell you what, it's, a, it's a real reminder that maybe we kind of need to trim some of the rules around this. I Because I, I, it struck me even in the second draw, um, Villarreal we're, were being told they could only draw Juventus because of the complexities of Inter can't draw Real Madrid, but Real Madrid can't draw Villarreal and all these country rules. I get the one that's like, you can't draw a team you've just played again. Mm. But it's got so fiddly and involved that actually kind of when we were seeing it the second time round, I was kind of I kind of saw how Andre Arshavin could could make a mistake. I mean I think it's fair to say anyone that ever saw his playing career would know he's not always the uh, most aware of what's going on around him. And um it just felt a bit a bit chaotic and a bit like the no one's really kind of fully explaining to you how complex these two what seem like quite simple rules actually make the whole thing. Um, And in the end it it actually leaves you with some quite underwhelming ties, as, as we've said all along. Like, you know, it would be more fun for the Champions League if Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid could draw themselves draw each other in the round of 16. And I don't particularly think it spoils the uh, the glamour or the excitement for for fans, for viewers, for anyone. So um, I think that was one of my abiding takeaways from from take two of the draw. I think maybe it's the time to to let teams play opponents from other countries because we know they're the best European games anyway.
2: I mean, I think there is definitely an argument that you can put forward now that although it in, in theory it has like the best in mind for the, the coefficients of the different countries, that while it makes sense to keep teams of the same country apart in the group stage, you can definitely draw each other once you get out of the group stage. Uh, but it's, it's also uh, just, uh, I, I think there's there's always going to be this element of people now looking back and saying well actually you know what well, the first draw was was better than the second or some people saying well yeah I'm you know I'm happier with the with with the second draw there, there's never going to be a unanimity now uh, about this so I don't know maybe maybe when they next think about the rules they can go back and say like well we maybe bring back away goals and then allow teams from the same country to play each other out of the group stage. I don't know, something like that.
1: Yeah,
0: And I think it's probably worth saying, we think of this as a really traditional rule that's been in place, you know, for the right reasons for a long time. Actually, go back and look at your European Cup history. And in particular, go and look at the time Nottingham Forest won their first European Cup. Who did they draw in the first round when they could have drawn anyone? Liverpool. It's cool. It's really fun. We know that, you know, they, they make for great ties. And actually, I think this will... This sort of thing serves to just funnel Premier League teams and um, in the past La Liga teams, just funnels them to easier draws all the time.
1: Yeah, and, and I it, will...
0: It's tough on a team like PSG, I have to say, who always seem like they've not got many options for who they can draw.
1: Yeah, and I will just say this. It's actually better to draw teams uh, from your own nation early on because then you don't risk the fact of having that in the final, which really is not that great. Mm. Uh, it's It's better to just deal with it in the earlier rounds as opposed to doing it in the final, but very good points. But all right, let's get into the actual fixtures. The ones that did happen. These were it as Des Norris shows them on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, Man City against Sporting Club de Portugal, Liverpool against Inter Milan, Ajax against Benfica, Real Madrid against Paris, Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich against Salzburg, Manchester United against Atletico Madrid, possibly another intriguing one there as well. Lille against Chelsea, Juventus against Real. We begin, of course, Jonathan Johnson, with your immediate thoughts about PSG and Real Madrid. Homecoming for a few, Sergio Ramos, uh, if he takes any part in this, it should be an intriguing one. But of course, so many narratives, uh, Neymar, if he's fit against uh, Vinicius Jr., Kareem Benzema, just uh, anywhere you can go here, talk to me about this game.
2: Yeah, like you said, you know, loads of uh, you know potential kind of subplots to this one. Killing Mbappe, will he be playing against his future Not club that he'll be joining point. in the summer? Uh, you know, will Zinedine Zidane be in charge of PSG? Carlo Ancelotti is coming back to to Paris. Uh, you know, there's there's so much uh, to, to to get into there. The, the, the immediate takeaway and, and it's always sort of how I view this uh, in any sort of draw and that goes for whether it's PSG or whether it's villa you know if you really want to win uh, a piece of silverware you you know you're going to have to come up against the best at some point and I actually think in PSG's case, quite often they need to have a test immediately out of the group stage normally they're used to sort of sauntering through the group stage finishing first uh, and i actually feel that they perform better when they come up against someone uh you know who will really test them and i think that you know coming up against a real is arguably better for them than, than united i mean i know in the in the scratched version of this chat from earlier when we were talking about psg coming up against united we sort of painted it as a potentially good draw for both because it was winnable in some ways uh, while still remaining, you know, quite challenging. And this for PSG is just another, um, you know, sort of roadblock or obstacle in their way to proving themselves to be one of the, the the continent's elite. You know, if PSG want to win the Champions League, they can't kid themselves that they're going to have a route to the final where they don't come up against a giant like a Real Madrid or somebody mm. like that. So having them straight out of the group stage, you know, I think especially in a season like this where they're really, really struggling to get out of second gear, you know, I think there's actually more positives than negatives. Negatives there. And, you know, maybe that won't go across particularly positively with the majority of the PSG fan base, but I'm just not a big believer in wanting to get the most favorable draw possible uh, in this sort of stage. I mean, I have to say,
0: whilst I agree with a lot of what Jonathan said, I think PSG will probably be cursing their luck because right now I feel like they're playing against a team that can be a bit more organized as a unit. A bit more likely to hold whole PSG at bay. I mean, we were talking about an- another thing that's that's gone on the dust uh, dust pile of podcast history was just how excellent Thibaut Courtois has been, and I think you could say the same about a defence that kind of game by game is is really moulding into a solid unit. Now, no no unit is probably going to keep Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar quiet for 180 minutes, but if you can just limit their their opportunities at that end, and you've got Benzema and Vinicius. Um, you kind of have the raw ingredients of a real top quality uh, Champions League team. Equally, let's be honest, we all know that the team that's going to be fuming about this and that will doubtless hear loads, loads more stories about this on El Chiringuito and in the favourable <laughs> in, in favourable parts of the uh, Spanish press, uh, Madrid are going to be a- a- absolutely apoplectic. They've gone from one of the easiest draws available to them against Benfica to the hardest probably that they could have got yeah. with a possible exception of Chelsea. And I think they have a point, you know, their part of the draw was carried out correctly. They got the team. They did, you know, that with everything done to the letter of the law. And they have been, they have been uh, kind of let down and it, we've not seen this before. So we're, we're all reacting and working out what we're thinking live, but I do think it's harsh on, on Real Madrid that they've been given this assignment um, through no fault of their own and I, I, I think through no fault even of the people d- doing the draw just random arbitrary chance and it does make you wonder have we heard the last of this will Florentino Perez try and make his case to, to UEFA who knows I, I, I just think everyone else will say no we need to get on and plan this but uh, Madrid are going to be fuming uh, and rightly so in my opinion
2: Well, guys, for those of you who are big fans of the pilot season of the Super League project, I think we can be delighted that (laughs) season two has been confirmed. So it seems, uh, I mean, joking aside, I think the one thing that this will also do for this particular matchup is this will give both sides a lot of fire, a lot of ammunition, a lot of motivation coming into this two-legged affair because they'll feel, both, both of them will feel like the first draw actually suited them better, so they'll be really... Keen to to not be eliminated. I mean, look at it from a PSG point of view, you know, PSG's Qatar owners desperately want PSG to be the Champions League holders going into the World Cup season. While Real Madrid, uh, you know, will, like uh, like James said, you know, feel absolutely outraged that uh, they've gone from drawing a a very favourable team to drawing one of the favourites. Uh, but also, you know, they will also perhaps use that injustice, uh, you know, to to sort of light a fire under their bellies uh, and continue their strong early season form. So, you know, I think for us uh, as, as viewers, uh, you know, who are going to watch this play out over two legs, it, it actually sort of adds to a sense of the intrigue in some ways.
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go back to your very first point, Jonathan Johnson. If you want to win the Champions League, you got to face the best and you at some point you got to do it. Whether that's the final or whatever, and I think it's true to James Benji's point that they are currently in a great situation, Real Madrid. But remember, this game's in mid-February. There's a lot that can happen in terms of momentum, etc. Neymar's uh, health and Pochettino. Maybe I mean this could go one way or another right? Pochettino's squad. You know, now that there are knockout stages, I've always said that PSG are. I mean, you can you can tell it's not a secret. They're a knockout sort of. Uh, Driven type of squad now that they're in a sort of win or go home kind of thing in the space of two legs. I think that's gonna favor them. Having said that, you know, Vinicius Junior's ascension and Kareem Benson, etc., makes for an intriguing matchup. But to your point, JJ, if you're gonna win this tournament, you gotta to beat the best. And it I think even on playing under you know lesser opposition, he says, uh with bunny ears, it, it doesn't mean that PSG would win it. So so what's the point? And yes, there's Norris. As JJ says, Sedan will probably be in charge of PSG by then, which which would be which would be kind of incredible, uh, by the whole way. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's move on here. Um, obviously you, you, you saw the score and to James wenger's point, anticlimactic fixtures maybe and maybe not. It depends. I mean Atleti um, against Manchester United is an intriguing one. There was a nice little stat here from our friend uh Colin Miller as well, who said, by the way, that Atletico Madrid uh, let me just go to it right now. Here it is. Athletic. Every time Atletico Madrid lost the Champions League knockout uh, between 2014 and 2019, it was a team involving Cristiano Ronaldo. So that's probably not going to help them. But let's do a winners and losers of this fixture, James Bench. If you're looking at this, let's go with winners first. Who won here, uh, do you think?
0: Uh, the biggest winner is Villarreal because they've gone from playing arguably the best team in Europe, certainly uh, arguably the best team in the draw, to... I'm going to say it, arguably the worst, you know, just on current form. And, you know, we always say this, it's three months out and this is, there's a lot of good Juventus players in that squad, but like they are playing dreadfully. They are playing like a mid table Serie A side. They've been pummeled by Chelsea. They've dropped points to Venezia. You would absolutely in a heartbeat say they were one of, if not the weakest of the seeds and Villarreal have gone and got them. It's uh it's fantastic news for Unai Emery. I'm, I'm sure he is—he's uh, really over the moon. So, um, yeah, probably not the one everyone thought I'd pick, but it's a great, great second draw for Villarreal.
2: You know who I think are major winners and major losers—both Lille and Chelsea—because of all the teams who have gone on this sort of emotional roller coaster can over the last it. couple of hours before the draw. Lille will have gone from thinking, "Oh, you know, <laughs> it can only get better from here," <laughs> sort of doubling down on their misery. Yeah, that's so true That's such a good point Chelsea, Chelsea, I mean, Chelsea would have been delighted The first time it came out of the hat So to have that confirmed the second time as well uh, You know, tough tough on Lille uh, You know, but very, very favourable for Chelsea
1: once more I'm going to go with Ajax as a winner here as well Ajax, of course, uh, we know how good they are But, you know, Inter Milan in the the first one That wasn't going to be easy That was going to be an intriguing matchup And now, with all due respect to our Portuguese counterpart. Like, I, I feel like Ajax now has a, a, a much better situation. There. So I'll go with a winner. Is there a loser here, James Bench, uh, out of all of them that you think, uh, oh my goodness, uh, you lost big time.
0: I mean, much like JJ was saying about Lille, yes. Salzburg have just got absolutely pummeled here. Oh, my God. Salzburg got knocked out. <laughs> Absolute cruelty. And Now they don't even get a lovely trip to Liverpool. It's just yeah. kind of going up the yeah, road to Munich. No
1: disrespect to Salzburg, by the way. They do have a very good team. I The Yemi's fantastic, et cetera. I mean, Brendan Aronson, I'm sure, are American followers, but it's Bayern Munich, everybody. Like, it, it, it's over, right, Well,
0: Also, it's, it, the, the, the story's lost all of its fun sort of broadsheet feature lines of Naby Keita and Sadio Mane reunited with their former club and could Adeyemi be the next Mo Salah that's yeah. all gone in the bin um it just feels like they've, they've suddenly just turned into the latest whipping boys i hope i'm wrong and you know um maybe for someone like Adeyemi a, a german international there'll be extra motivation um against uh against um bayern munich but like yeah it's been a rough old uh, Group stage draw for them.
1: JJ, thoughts? Uh... <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, uh, other losers. I mean, it's for, for me, it's difficult to, to look too far past uh, Lille, but also. Uh, well, how I mean, about I Manchester guess.
1: United, Jonathan Johnson? Because Manchester United, obviously, it was tough with PSG. Do you think they won now that they have Atletico Madrid? Is it as easy as people? No, think?
2: I mean, I, I honestly, we've spent so much time talking about how Atleti are a declining force and look very, very dated. I, I think it's you know for, for me it's it's tough to kind of paint that as united uh you know being sort of hard done by i mean, i think if anything they they emerge in a, in a slightly more favorable position uh if if nothing else i mean i guess if i was to pick uh, another potential loser i'd i'd be looking at a probably an inter you know, because I think that okay. Ajax arguably was more was more winnable uh, for them. I think going up against Liverpool. No, I mean oh, no, that's no disrespect to Ajax. You know, and I'm I'm happy to see them with a with a good chance to advance against Benfica. But you know, I think Liverpool are one of the teams that nobody would have wanted to, to the
1: face. The mountain. There. The mountain was tough with Ajax. Now it's like insurmountable. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I actually, think, I actually think this is a bit of a win for Inter. Really? Typical contrarianism for me. But you've gone from <laughs> yeah. a team you're probably going to lose against, but the Italian media will be unforgiving and ruthless because it's not full of star names, to a team you're probably going to lose against, but it's uh, it's not so brutal uh, on Simone and Zaggy. It doesn't feel like quite the same check of momentum. I think we kind of, you know, I know I keep coming on and saying this, but like Ajax are the real deal, man. No, it's
1: and, worth mentioning. They are the real they deal. they would
0: have beaten Inter quite, quite strongly.
1: No, they're, they're a very good squad, honestly. That's why I said they were winners yeah. here now, because I think it's going to be much more doable. Des Norris, when possible, show those fixtures again, because we're going to play a fun game here with Jonathan Johnson and James Bench before we move on uh, about any storylines with Europa League. But, all right, I'm going to do a little uh, prediction for you. I just want – let's see if we can get to a final. Are you ready? So let's see if we can uh, – I want to see who, who wins out of all these matches. I'll ask each one of you, each game, you tell me who wins, okay? All right, Bench, Man City Sporting.
0: Uh, yeah, Man City might 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 scrape that one.
1: Yeah, JJ.
2: <laughs> yes, City.
1: Yeah, Liverpool, Inter Milan, JJ. Liverpool. Bench. Liverpool. Ajax of Benfica, bench.
2: Uh, Ajax definitely. JJ. Likewise.
1: All right, so so far so good. Real Madrid, PSG, Jonathan Johnson.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go with PSG. I think they'll raise their game when they need to. All right, bench. I think Real Madrid.
1: Oh, <laughs> the first disappointment right there. Bayern Munich, Salzburg. James Bench.
0: Oh yeah, Bayern definitely. JJ.
1: Yeah, four so hours. Same thing. Manchester United against Atletico Madrid. Jonathan Johnson. That's tough, my friend.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what?
1: It's just I'm an instinct. Go, I'm going to go United. United.
2: United. 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 There
0: you go. James great, great. Bench. Yeah, I'm. I'm struggling with this because I've seen Atletico beat some. English teams, they were a lot better than, and I can't quite get that out of my head.
1: I mean, nobody saw them in this situation right now. Nobody expected them in the round of 16, and here they are. So what do you say? Who wins? Uh, Atleti. All right. Uh, another another uh, disagreement here. Lille against Chelsea. Jonathan Johnson.
2: Chelsea. All day. James Bench. Yep, Chelsea.
1: James Bench, Juventus, Villarreal. Villarreal. All right. And Jonathan Johnson?
2: I'm going to be the the one begging to differ this time. I'm going to say Juve and that's not because I've been particularly impressed with them. I've just got a feeling they're going to edge this over two legs.
1: Interesting indeed. So there you have it. I think one of the, I think the biggest disagreement right now is Real Madrid PSG. I think uh so w- would I venture myself for a prediction? I I don't know. I I I might have to I'm sorry, Jonathan. I think Real Madrid are looking hot <laughs> these days and Pochettino is already packing his bags. I'm going with a Real Madrid win, but that could change. That could change. It's still mid-February.
3: Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
1: The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Sample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. So there you have it. Those are the fixtures. Uh, all right, let's wrap this up with a little... Europa League talk because there were some great games by the way that we're looking forward to beginning James Bench with Barcelona we have we
2: have, we have our resident Europa League spokesman with us as well that's right that's
1: right but here are the here are the fixtures by the way Real Betis against Zenit Braga against Sheriff Dinamo Zagreb against Sevilla Lazio, Porto, Napoli, Barcelona. The Diego Maradona fixture. Olympiacos, Olympiacos, Atalanta, which is a really good one. Rangers, Dortmund. That's the Giovanni Reina fixture, uh, by the way. Claudio <laughs> Reina's uh, father, who, by the way, apparently named Giovanni after Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. Real Sociedad against Leipzig. Uh, Bench, talk to me. What I mean, what fixture? Obviously, Napoli, Barcelona. Barcelona, Barcelona, well, right?
0: Exactly. I mean, there's no point trying to beat be around the bush here. We've got a a, a tie we might expect to see in, you know, in Champions League in the knockout stages of the Champions League in
2: years gone by and we've got it very early in the Europa League. Um was, again, there, was there not a was there not a great game between Napoli and Barça like five, six years ago? I remember Cavani scoring. Like a wild
1: goal. In the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, in
2: the Champions
1: League. A group stage game, I believe, right? Oh, it was last year as well. No, no, no. There was one before that. What was last year? Last year was what? A friendly? I've got no memory of these games. Yeah, me neither. In the Champions League last year. Yeah, that's right. But that wasn't the one that Jonathan Johnson's talking about. He's talking about one of the, you know, an interesting one from a while ago. But Napoli, Barcelona, Jonathan Johnson is clear. Is there another one that you're looking at that you think, oh, that's a tasty one?
2: What, well, apart from Braga Sheriff? <laughs> Come on now. No, I mean, honestly, I'm, That's gonna I'm, be I'm, excited. I'm, I'm excited about a lot of these games. Uh, I think Olympiacos Atalanta has the potential to be quite fiery, particularly in Greece. Sociedad Leipzig is, you know, is very, very attractive for the neutral. Uh, and Rangers Dormund as well looks very tight. And Lazio Porto, I mean, that could easily have been a Champions League clash so, I mean, even Dinamo Zagreb Sevilla has, you know, a lot of quality uh, around it as well. Betis Zenit. I mean, honestly, they they all are very, um, very interesting fixtures for a variety of reasons. But it's hard to look past that Napoli-Barcelona. And if if I was pushed to maybe pick a second, I'd probably just say Sociedad Leipzig.
1: Yeah, that's a good would, one as well. Go ahead, Bench. I would just say as
0: well, I mean we said this about the first Champions League draw. This is a great draw for the teams that are waiting in the round of 16. I think Napoli and Barcelona were were among the two, two or three favorites to win this competition. I think you'd put Sociedad and Leipzig in that category as well. So if you're a West Ham, for instance, you know my my personal favorites to win this all now. Yeah. I think you'll be looking at this going fantastic. Barcelona out. Uh, Sociedad probably out. Two teams you don't have to draw in the round of 16. Yeah, um, it, yeah. I think this is a real going to be a real thinning thinning of the field in the Europa League that will suit suit a team like West Ham or Leverkusen as well that are lying in wait in that round of
3: 16.
1: Yeah, very good point. Barcelona, by the way. Uh, God, time flies. I don't know. I feel like last year's oh, you might as well be 10 years ago. Barcelona beat Napoli in last year's round of 16. <laughs> by the way. I mean, I, I don't telling even know this, but I've got I no memory, I have of zero memory of that, but I'm, I'm no, sure but
2: it... I've got, I've got it here. I'm trying to locate it at the moment because there is that Napoli subsequently went on to win this game. Three, uh, one talking about Edinson Cabani scoring a, 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 an overhead kick. Looks like it dates back to like 2012. I'm going to have to look this up.
1: I'm telling you right now. I think Napoli is <laughs> winning this. Uh, what do you think, Jonathan?
2: Uh, you know what? I would have felt a lot more confident about this had you asked me, say, like two weeks ago, maybe even 10 days ago, because Napoli yeah, have gone injuries. off the ball a little bit. I think it really depends how they strengthen the January transfer window, but also at the same time, uh, you know, how seriously Barcelona are going to take this? You know, are they going to sulk a bit and feel like they're above the Europa League? How dare they? I hear James Bench screaming. <laughs> uh,
1: no, nah, really, man, they need I, the money, can, JJ. They need the money.
2: To yeah, I know, the but League. no. But re- really, for me, I, th- I think N- Napoli for at this moment in time shade it for me. I've I've not seen anything from Barca that suggests they'll even be able to handle this uh, dropping into the Europa League. So this is this is a pretty disastrous draw for for Barca. I'd wager.
0: Yeah, I'm with JJ there. I think what you've got to see for Napoli for them to get back to the form they were in before is just that they get players fit and obviously uh, Ozim Henney looks like he'll be back very soon and should be at full fitness, barring any AFCON issues by the time uh, the, the knockout stages roll around. Whereas for Barcelona, you kind of just have to protect, project that that Xavi completely radically overhauls this club, gives them a good centre forward balance in defence, does all that with no money in a few months' time. It's
3: yeah. it's
0: hard to just sort of, it's hard to talk yourself into Barcelona. They, they're, they're good players that, that could be performing better than they are. So, I I I I I wouldn't find it unimaginable for them to knock out Napoli, but um, I mean, absolutely with JJ that there's no evidence right now that's saying to you you should expect uh, you should expect Barcelona to win this. Win no this time. chance.
1: Those days are gone about like confirming any kind of victory for them. But it would be a very intriguing fixture. And there you have it, everybody. That was our Champions League. Round of 16, uh, conclusion, take two. This is it. I feel that no way we're doing another one. I refuse. Uh, and also <laughs> our chatter on Europa League. Don't forget, by the way, that we got the USMNT hour coming later on. If you're listening to this before that time, we got weekend previews and so much more. You can follow James Bench on Twitter, James Bench and Jonathan Johnson, John underscore LeGossip and all their work of course, on CBS Sports. Uh, final thoughts here before we say goodbye can be on this or on anything, uh, James Bench. Uh, anything to to work on this week?
0: Um, yes. Uh, Arsenal against West Ham. Very exciting game coming up on Wednesday. I mean, there's plenty of other teams in the race, but it, it's maybe shaping up to be something like a playoff for, for fourth mm. spot, at least around the Christmas period. So a uh, big, big weekend of Premier League games that is going to ensure I never get to sleep before <laughs> 2 a.m. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And Jonathan Johnson can all but relate with that. How about you? What are you working on, JJ, this week? Uh,
2: You know, I'm actually looking forward to the French Cup because of the way that the domestic calendar has been changed a bit. We've got a few uh, nice little uh, David versus Goliath fixtures to look forward to. And the great thing about the French Cup is you can always guarantee there's going to be at least one or two shocks. I'm looking forward to who gets dumped out by uh, some
1: uh, relative minnows this time around. I love it. I love it. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being part of the family. Uh, make sure that you follow us on Twitter, KegolasoPod. We are also on YouTube.com forward slash Kegolasso CBS Sports, your CBS Sports app, and of course, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else you listen to your pods. Jonathan Johnson, thank you so much, buddy.
2: Thanks a lot, guys.
1: Always a pleasure, and uh, let's just hope that there's not a third time. 100% with you, my man. James Bench, thank you, my man.
0: Yeah, thank you. If there is a third time, I'm not going to be doing this pod again. I'm going to watch
1: Succession. I do not disagree <laughs> with you one slight bit. I'll watch uh, the Sex in the City revamp. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a great, great beginning to your week. We will see you next time.